0: Hi, everyone. We're doing it again. It feels good. Welcome back to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. I'm Shane Told. I shall be your host once again for this week's episode with John London of Point North. And you know, it's been a weird year, but. There has been some really great records that have come out during this pandemic. Maybe because there's not so much going on. I've listened to them more than usual, which is great. I don't know. But Point North put out a banger of an album just a few weeks ago. It's called Brand New Vision. If you like the poppy side of pop punk, this album is especially for you. And Point North has been making waves Since they dropped, they started dropping EPs and singles, and here we are now with their first official full-length, so that's exciting. And I talked to John all about that. We'll get into that in just a minute. Some news with me, first of all, you know, not a whole lot, really, except Silverstein are playing an actual, real, in-the-flesh show. Not just a streaming one in a living room or something. We are playing a drive-in concert in Ancaster, Ontario. If you are anywhere in southern Ontario, it's not to be missed. And Ancaster, if you don't know, it's kind of near Hamilton, about an hour from Toronto, maybe an hour and a bit from London. So you can get there. It's going to be worth it. we got our friends Rarity opening up. September 25th is the date. I don't know if I said that already. But check it out, because this is, like, the real thing, you know? Of course, you have to stay in your car. Social distancing measures are in place. But we're going to be rocking on the stage, full PA. Also, the tunes will be coming through your FM stereo in your car. And we got 40-foot screens on either side of the stage, so you can see everything going on as well. So, yeah, if you're Canadian, because Americans sadly can't get across the border yet... But if you're Canadian, if you're in Southern Ontario or really anywhere, check it out for sure. I don't have a link, but I'm sure if you Google Silverstein drive in concert, it'll pop right up and pile in the car with your friends. You can fit as many people in the car as there are seatbelts and yeah, it should be really, really awesome. I am super excited to get back on stage. It has been far too long. If you want to help with the show, you know how you do that. You join the All Access Club, and that gets you bonus episodes, bonus content, a lot of interaction with me, if you're into that sort of thing, interaction with other fans of the show, an amazing community we have. We talk every day on there. It's really, really great. You'll make some friends. You'll hear some cool stuff, and there's lots of other perks, too, that I don't really talk about, but they're there. you got to sign up to find out about them, but... Also, a lot of merchandise will be coming right at you. I'm staring at it now. It's taken up half my office, and it could be yours, <laughs> all for as little as six dollars a month. The link: leadsingercentrum.com/slash/all-access. And remember, that is what keeps this going every week for free. So, yeah, if you listen to this thing, you know, week after week, and I know lots of you guys do. Throw me a bone. Check it out. I would really, really appreciate it, and I will thank you personally on our group. com slash all access. Also, a shout out to the little sister podcast, I guess we could call it. I don't know. It's a On this feed, it's another thing we do every Friday. It's called This Is The New Shit. So if you want to find out about the new music coming out, and there's a lot of it. There's a lot to wade through. So we've done that waiting for you, okay? Wade, W-A-D-E, I mean. So every Friday, have a listen. Me and Mike Howell break it down. In fact, just a couple weeks ago, Point North was number one. They were the number one most anticipated album. So very, very, very cool stuff there as well. If you want to know about new music, and I bet you do, check it out. This is the new shit. Probably just right below whatever you clicked on to listen to this. Have a listen. It's a good time. Also, if you want to get in touch with me, you can. I read all my email. It is Syndrome at gmail.com. Or write a review on iTunes as well. That would really help things out too. It just, I don't know exactly, and I'm not super into you know podcast metrics and all that stuff, and I don't really know how it works. I just know that if we get a lot of good reviews on iTunes, there's kind of like more stuff going to be popping up, and it'll help with the show and spreading the word, and you can help in that respect as well. Not just by writing a review, but telling a friend, telling a loved one, resharing this, Posting about it, whatever you can do, all really helps. So thank you, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Here it is, John London of Point North. If you wanted to write a frame, write your trash Can you hear me? Yeah, I got uh, you. Hey, what's
1: what's going on, dude?
0: Hey, no, no, not too much. Actually, uh, I think actually I'm on time. I'm actually calling you on time, but I thought I was going to be a minute late because my uh, my ten dollars headphones finally bit the dust. Oh shit, R.I.P. No, I had them for three years. I did every uh, every single podcast with these ten dollars. Uh, I believe they're Cost brand. K-R-S-S, okay. yes, and uh, okay, okay. this is after spending like, I'm not even kidding, like hundreds of dollars on headphones that just kept breaking, like expensive oh, headphones, I was like, right, right, right. like, after after like a couple months, and you know, one side's like gone, I'm like, I'm not gonna solder these back together, you know, yeah so, yeah, I, so I, went to, I went to like the shitty electronics store in the mall and I got these headphones, and uh... Three years later, they finally broke. That's a good. Time They've been on. holding true. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, John, it, it's so good to have you on the show. Uh, you know, it's thank kinda, you. Man. It's kind of cool. Like, so a couple weeks ago, uh, we started this little extra podcast thing we're doing every friday where cool. uh where my buddy mike and i we discuss like the top five most anticipated albums coming out oh sorry. and last week the new point north record was number one. Oh shit that's so, rad right so it's it's kind of kind of crazy like i feel like your band sorry
1: you're really making a lot
0: of noise you okay
1: yeah, I'm, I'm good. I was, I'm moving around rack, rack here in my, in my studio right now. It's a mess. It's a mess. I figured I'd kill two birds with one stone. Right, right.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's cool, man. Um, but yeah, nope. I mean, I always felt like your band was pretty under the radar and, you know, yeah. I guess maybe it was, you put out a couple EPs and, you know, a lot of people knew about your band. And like, if you look at things like monthly listeners on Spotify, you know, it was like okay, something's building here, and you guys right. are on a lot of good tours. But I was surprised that you know, first of all, that Mike picked it as the number one most anticipated r- record, and yeah. just that so many people were really, really excited about this record that just came out last week.
1: Yeah, it's 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 crazy to hear. Um, I guess we have the same kind of shock <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> when we hear when we hear stuff like that, you know. Um, because yeah, we were we were so kind of like. Under the radar, and we were like, we were up and down, and it's been like a crazy emotional roller coaster. I mean, a lot of people like are just finding out about us, or have found out about us in the last year, but we've been jamming since like 2017. Yeah, and uh, so it's it's crazy to see it all finally come together, and and seeing uh, the recognition and people like that are loving the music has felt awesome for sure. Yeah,
0: I think um, I found out about you guys listening to like this random Spotify playlist that I like called New Punk Tracks. Oh, cool. And yeah, I always like that playlist because... They'll always like, they'll have all the big shit that's coming out. Like, if fucking Blink 182 releases a song, like, it'll be on there, right? But then, right, right. but then they always put a few curveballs, like, tiny, tiny bands and whatever. And right. you guys came on there one day, and I was mm-hmm. like, what is that? Like, I have not heard of this band. This is super good. This is well recorded. This, like, this yeah. is something. So I looked it up, and you guys are on a small label, and I just thought to myself, I feel like this band is going places. So, you know, when you. <laughs> When I, when I started hearing about you guys getting like bigger tours and then signing to hopeless and everything, I, I, I saw the like wheels turning. Um, but you know, That's sick. but from, you know, once I, now I've learned so much about you just from getting ready for this interview and, and, you know, following your career a little bit, I really think it's interesting how you yourself have such a, um, you're so immersed in, music production and you know you've been doing this for a very long time and you're yeah. I think, are you 29 is that right 29 yeah yep. you're 29 so you know you're kind of like getting into this frontman game like a little yeah. late in your actual music <laughs> life you know usually people start out and they do the frontman thing and then they get into production maybe later on so right it's kind of a, a different story than than most you know people I speak to.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. It's bass backwards for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I got into producing first. I just loved writing. I love making records. I've been doing it, uh, since I was like a little kid, you know, I've been, I got my first like inbox two mini recording interface when nice. I was, I think, uh, 14 or something like that. And I charged like 60 bucks per EP when I was in middle school, <laughs> high school. And I've been, I've been doing this for so long. And um, so, yeah, I ended up going to school for it. I got a Bachelor of Science in audio production. I went to an Art Institute uh, in 2012. Um, and I, I interned for everyone and their moms. I worked at studios. I was, you know, a studio bitch for a good half of fricking decade. Right. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, and then I started my own company like, uh, two years ago, almost now. And, um, but yeah, I was like way, way into my instrument of choice is the studio. It's, it's a, you know, I treat the studio like an instrument. I play it and I like perform on it and stuff and, you know, I can, I can play guitar, I can play drums, I can play bass, all that stuff, and um, that like just makes it easier. But yeah, I got into this like way before. I mean, granted, like along the way, I for sure was playing in bands and singing in bands because at the end of the day, I got into it to record my own shit, which is like you know why I wanted to right. learn how to use gear and like learn how to mix and stuff. Um, so I got into it for that reason, but then it kind of like it was always the question of well, what's going to go first, like producing or being in a band? Or like some people are like, yo, your producing is doing really well. Why are you being in a band? And I think the answer is like, I don't know how to not be in a band. I've been in a band my entire life and um, it's like a habit, you know? And like, it's just like, what do you mean? Like, I'm in a band. I've I've been in a band since I was like 12 and I, I don't know <laughs> how to not be in one. And, you know, like my whole life has gone by. And, yeah, I'm 29. And I'm just like, I'm still the band. Like, and uh, it's like, you know, so maybe it's all coming together at like the right time or like my production meets my band at the same moment. And it's like intertwined in this freaking cosmic explosion. But now it's like, yeah, now it's finally something kind of gave, I guess. So it's it's crazy.
0: It's a huge blessing though, for you to be able to put out, you know, they're calling it your debut record, At age 29. I wish I could go back (laughs) and do that. You know what I mean? Like, if I could do what I did when I was 18 and everyone... That shit's on Spotify, you know. I I wish it wasn't. So, in in a way, you know, you by by it being like a slow and steady you know the old tortoise and the hare slow and steady right. wins the race kind of thing here you are and you're able to put your best foot forward with everything that you've learned you know essentially paying your dues for the last right. 15 years
1: Yeah I mean that's crazy when you put it like that because when I look at when I look at it I'm like shit I can't believe I'm putting out my first album at 29 well,
0: <laughs> and yeah. I kind of wish you know but Yeah well I mean there's a little bit of you know you say you started your company 2 years ago so you were 27 right. or 26 maybe and a right. lot of people get to that age and like i hear people saying they're like they're 23 and they're like oh i'm so old like i'm too old to do this and i'm oh like God. get the fuck out of here but no seriously yeah. though that is a thing that happens you know people get into their mid 20s and they it's it's rare for bands to break uh, you know later on like that because yeah. usually by the time you know people get to that point they've kind of found another way to make ends meet you know they have right. some other career or maybe they're married maybe they have a kid you know and that right, is right. obviously a lot harder to get a band off the ground and put in the kind of work and time you have to to do it right but you right. Are, uh, you're a a delightful exception, my friend. Somehow.
1: Somehow yeah. it, like, works. I don't know, like, how. I think I'm just, yeah, I'm, like, blessed with the amount of, like, time that I have, the tools that I've, like, like bought and developed over the years of, like, being able to record and, like, the fact that, like, my day job is, like, my music purs- pursuit. You know, yeah. it's, like, one and the same. So, like, when I have, like, days off or I'm just not doing shit during a day, I'll, like, come record like a song. It's just great. It's like all right in front of me. It's like, so my job happens to be like what my band needs, which is, which is, I think, super rare. And yeah, we're very lucky.
0: Yeah, it's true. And I mean, of course, you know, all the studio tricks, you know, and you're a singer, you know, you know, all the studio tricks on how to make your voice sound really good. You know, I don't know. Maybe you're you're a Melodyne guy. (laughs) Maybe you're an autotune guy. I don't know. Right. I mean, there's these tricks that, you know, and certainly you use them. We all use them, but you know what strikes me right away, especially listening to your new record, is just like you're good. Like you're you're a really good singer, and uh, obviously you. some people it takes them years and years and years to develop to where you are. You know, um, right. some people don't have the confidence. Some people don't really want to be the singer. You know, right. um, they they they're more comfortable being behind the scenes. But you know, for you right. to come out now at at you know with with this new record and it, it just. Oh. You're, you just shine all over this thing. It's kind of Thank impressive. You. So I kind of wonder, <laughs> you know, as a singer um, and not, you know, put all the studio stuff aside, you know, how right. do you how do you is that just another tool in the box or is that something that, you know, you've really, really, you know, worked on?
1: Um, it's something I for sure have worked on. So, like, I've been singing for bands for like probably since I was like 20. 21 or something so like not like you know like eight years or something like that um on and off but um i've always been a songwriter and have sung my own songs and i'm like writing songs uh even since i was like younger even if i wasn't singing for bands um i did like do like you know elementary school choir i I guess that's like my only like uh where i learned to sing training Right. right correct right and uh so i don't know i uh it's really funny. I did have a day job, believe it or not, uh, when I was like 23 to 25, 22 to 25. I was, I was in like corporate America and I was like working like as a, te- as a lead technician for this like event company um, At a college, and I had so much time to kill hmm. because I would go, I would go set up these corporate events, right? Like projector, microphone, and then oh, I'd man. like f, f off and go have to hang out in the office for eight hours till they were done. So I worked at this property, this hotel, where it was just me and this guy Dave, who I, God, I think he was like sixty five. So it was just me and him. <laughs> it was like this like really funny relationship, right. but like he would ne- he would never come in, and I would sit in the office, and uh, I would just be like. This is not it. Like, I'm just like wasting my whole life. I'm sitting around just watching YouTube videos, like on freaking like Facebook, like watching my early 20s, like disappear just for a paycheck. So I was like, not down. Yeah. And so I, I ended up using that time to a like I was watching every singing video in the world on technique and like how to sing. And I would like I was in the I was in a small like broom closet that was converted into an office. So I swear this thing was like 10 square feet, um, by myself on the second floor of this small hotel. And so like, I would just practice singing like to YouTube videos in this office, like seven days a week when I was at work. And then, um, the other half of the time, I would reach out to bands on Facebook and say, "Hey, let me produce your band here 's the song I did like check it out and then like I would book all this like local band business right and that 's how it all kind of like that was finally the push over the hill, I guess um, for both careers and um I started i actually like didn't sing for a band right after that I actually played drums for a band, actually me and Andy. You would love this band. We were in this band called Lesser and we were like a nice melodic song. hardcore band. Yeah, it was cool. like final it was like final fight or something like that. It was like melodic hardcore. Um, I played drums and Andy, our guitar player, now he was the front man and he was like doing like the screaming. Like it wasn't like screaming, it was like yelling, you know? Oh, it right, was like right. hardcore it was hard it was hardcore. It was, it was sick. Nice, man. Um, but yeah, that was I mean, so yeah, I put in a ton of time on singing. I got obsessed with like trying to sound like a pop star. <laughs> like, I was like, how the fuck do you do runs? Like, I still can't really run, but I can do, like, little triplets and little trails here and there. And um, I'm still learning, you know. I, we're always, like, still learning. But, yeah, it was definitely something I, I I killed myself over, was trying to get better. So, well, you know, that's, that's what I think you hear on the album is where I'm at now.
0: Well, yes. Uh, and I have listened to this album a few times through. A brand new vision, it's called, and it's out now. And I think what strikes me right away, and you said it yourself, you became with... Sound you keep sorry, you became obsessed with sounding like a pop singer. I was yeah. surprised at the level of pop influence that you guys have on this record. It's a super poppy record.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I'm stoked you think so. Cause yeah, we definitely went for that. I mean it's like it's like in the middle. You know what I mean? Like we have like yeah. Big, big sections, big guitars, big drums, poppy top line, electronic hip hop elements. Um, It's kind of like a big, nice marriage of everything. And it wasn't um, some, you know, brainchild of mine, you know, like we're a very collaborative band. Um, So Andy, our guitar player, he's like my best friend. Like we've been in bands like forever. Um, He is like from like a little bit more of the punk scene, you know, like the AFI rise, alkaline like kind of world and like I love those bands too, but like I just love pop more. And um so he brings that kind of like dark edginess to the table, that those six eight jams and all that kind of stuff. And I'm kinda like, okay, how do I like hip hop over this? And um Sage has got these like gospely kind of chops, like our drummer. Right. And um he does this like he just has like I can hear him drumming or I can hear drumming on a song and like I'll know it's Sage right away by like like these Signature like fills or over the bar fills he does like he mm-hmm. just has his own thing so we're we're very like collaborative in in that effort but yeah the the amount of like I'm because at the end of the day I'm like I want to sing like poppy like poppy melodies and catchy hooky rhythms and stuff and we're trying to marriage that with. Andy's kind of like guitar style and kind of darker edge, so that's kind of been like the battle, which which was really hard to do. It is um, hard to do, yeah. It's you know, yeah. So it's,
0: it's very hard to do it. I mean, you guys did a great job on the record, and I think the, the Thank main you. thing is that the songs are good. You know, I think I right. think no matter what you know sort of shine or or lack of shine you put on the production, at the end of the day it's going to boil down to, hey, chords and melody and lyrics. And sure. and these songs are really, really good. But I know, I, I, but I, I am surprised, like, a little bit. I thought, you know, I was listening to the record. I think maybe it's, I don't know if it's the song Heartbeat or maybe it's the one after that. And, like, it starts to get a little heavy. And I'm like, okay, yeah, here we go. This is, like, the Point North that I kind of remember from the EPs. Right. Was there a, a fear that going to Poppy was going to alienate the fan base that you've kind of worked so hard to develop, you know? Um, yeah. Especially, like, with you guys being known, still sort of, like, a bit of a best-kept secret, pardon the pun? Right. No. Um. No, and I'll tell you why.
1: Um. I think that the fans and everyone has kind of come, for the most part, pretty naturally. Like, we've done, like, a couple tours and, like, Um, you know, I think we've, we've done, I call it two and a half tours. We were on half a tour and then did two tours. We haven't toured a lot as a band. It's like super still new to me. Um, and the music, um, we put out like retrograde and retrograde was like, um, this kind of weird development of a sound where like, it was just like, we had this epiphany of like, we don't care what everyone thinks and we're going to do what we like to play. And if we're fans of it, then everyone else can be too. And if they're not, like, we all also don't care. Like, we're just, we're doing this because we love it. Because, like, we talk about, like, I'm too late in the game to, like, care <laughs> about that kind of stuff. Like, I just, like, want to make what I like and make what I'm a fan of because why else am I doing this? Right. Um, so, um, make in making the, this record, it's all, like... It was all like a personal goal and like a per like it's all trying to beat myself. It's all trying to like um make it like the best where like I'm obviously like we're our own worst critics and like I have the bar set super high, like at least for myself. Um so I'm trying to like outdo myself and beat myself and um yeah, I'm not really thinking about oh, they might not like this, it's too poppy because like you know, I mean, I, I get, I get those comments and I see them and I, yeah, they don't really phase me. I'm just like, that's great. I mean, I loved making the album and I love the album and obviously if it does great, that's awesome. That's just like a plus for me, but just being able to like write the stuff and like being able to put it out and seeing what everyone thinks. And if people like it a little bit, then it's a success to me. You know, I, I just, we do this at the end of the day, like, you know, writing music is our passion. I'm sure you can relate. And it's like what we do and, yeah, there's not really a, there's not really a fear tactic of fans not liking it or, or, or sounding too different. Like we want to move in a certain direction, and there is like a strategy there, but it's not it's not based on what we think people will like.
0: If that's what, you know what totally, I mean? totally, totally. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. You know, you bring up that you've only done a couple tours, and, yeah. You know, where were you at? in the middle of March when the whole pandemic hit, were you guys working on the album at that point or Dude, touring yeah. or what, what were you doing?
1: So we had just gotten home from sleeping with sirens tour, um, in February. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then we like, we were like, yo, um, we have this whole year of like touring like planned and, um, it pretty much just like all went to shit, dude. It was like it was like so depressing, and yeah. um, we we were we were working on the last couple tracks of the album. The album was like eighty percent done. We got home, we like finished it up. I had just like more like vocals to lay down and like editing to do and stuff, and sent that out uh, to get mixed like probably before March even hit, really. But yeah, man, we we had like four. Four tours, like we, all, our our entire 2020 was like booked and like we were going to like actually like headline like right now, <laughs> like right now was supposed to be like on a headline tour. And we had like these like three awesome tours preceding that yeah. uh, over the summer. And so it's 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 super hard. And I know that like we're not the only ones in this position. Um, we know that like a lot of bands are kind of like feeling the, feeling the struggle right now, but, um, yeah, yeah, we were, we were excited and, um, you know, we're just trying to take it day by day and we're trying to pivot and we're trying to adapt just like everyone else is and figure out how you can still, you know, succeed and, and be, I guess for lack of a better word, like relevant when you can't get out there, you know, it's tough.
0: It's definitely um, tough, and it's funny. Yeah, I guess yeah. if COVID didn't hit, you guys would just be super burned out on tour right now. So uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's a, yeah. a positive there. I don't know. Uh- <laughs> I think I think so. Like you know, we've we've had time. Like I've had
1: time to like spend spend at home with my girlfriend and like the dogs, and I've had time to work on the house and I'm building my new studio, and like everything has been like kind of you know a blessing in that sense where I've been able to take some some real home time, and that, and that's uh, that's nice. You know, I mean that's that's pretty priceless.
0: That's definitely great. Uh, One thing that you guys did, you know, and it makes a lot of sense, but it's such an amazing gesture, you know, because you recorded the album in your own studio, you guys reserved most of your recording budget to be donated to No Kid Hungry, which is really, really cool of you guys to do. Thank Um, you, man, yeah. You know, especially with younger pens, like, you know, and never not knowing what's going to happen. And, like, every dollar, every cent, you have to you know, used to try to, you know, go to a new territory or, or pay for this or pay for that, or like shit, uh, you know, a a new trailer or flat tire or, you know, all this stuff. But, you know, you guys put a cause ahead of your own band, which I think is absolutely incredible and really speaks to, you know, who you are as people and what you care about.
1: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah.
0: Um, we,
1: we always kind of thought about that. I had, a. A project before this band that was like a popier project, and I was like, "I'm just gonna self distribute, and like all of like the distribution income is just gonna go to this." Because as a musician, like sometimes, um, and I'm just like speaking for myself. I- I'm not sure about the guys, but I'm sure they can relate. It's like it's hard to feel like you're doing enough sometimes and like giving back enough when people think that like, Oh, your music is great. It helps me out. It helps me through hard times. Um, I can relate to these songs so much. So thank you for writing them. It's like, awesome. I love writing songs. I do it anyways. I feel selfish that like, that's all I'm really giving for you. You know what I mean? It it doesn't feel like enough. and, And it's at the end of the day, we're not doctors. We're not saving lives. So we're, we're always like trying to look for, different ways that we can give back and trying mm-hmm. to find um, like a bigger purpose than um, what we're doing. Now we go about like the whole um, donation process with the thought, the, the thought process of, well, we're all doing fine. Like, like, like we're all like growing ups, like Andy's 27, I'm 29, Sage is a baby. So, but he's like our little brother. So we got his back no matter what, but right. like um, we're, we're like, we 're fine we don 't need this money i 'm going to self produce it. We have this surplus of cash. like there are people out there that need this, and we are advocates for tangible change we don 't really like to t- like just tweet and like post on Instagram and we w- we will to like you know obviously use our platform and like mm-hmm. raise awareness for certain issues and stuff. But when um, we have the opportunity to do this and take that surplus and just kind of donate it to wh- whoever needed it the most at the time. Um, we didn't think twice about it really. So, um, yeah, it's something that we, that we plan on doing, um, for every album cycle. It's something that like, you know, it's, it's, we're using point North as like, it's like this thing. I don't know. It's like, that signed by this record label and this record label is like, here's money. And we're like, great. We don't need it. Here's money (laughs) to this person. And like, so that if, if we're put in a position to where we can do that, um, you know, it's a, it's a given. There's like a John Travolta said with, uh, the uh, hurricane katrina he like flew his personal plane to fl- fly supplies in there to like aid all the people from hurricane katrina and he was like on the news he was like well if i'm capable i'm responsible and i was like that's fucking great and i think i was like early, like younger than 20 when that happened i don't know how long ago that was but that like sucked me and i was like well if i'm not able to do something then i'm responsible to do it and that's just but that's just it that's the bottom line yeah. so we we're kind of like living living by that creed and um Doing everything we can, you know, I mean, like the music is one thing we're trying to write positive messages and uplifting lyrics and, you know, put out a good vibe and, uh, you know, create like a safe space for listeners, but also, you know, create positive, tangible change in the world for people to see and be inspired by and hopefully you know, do the same thing.
0: Well, look at you guys, man, this is awesome. You guys, you know, you guys are, you guys are pretty punk rock and, you know, being on <laughs> a label like Hopeless Records makes a lot of sense because, you know, they're, you know, and my band put out three records on Hopeless as well. You know, nice. they, they are absolutely all about that. You know, when they used to right. do the Take Action Tour and all the subsidy, you know, stuff and all the the charitable causes they did. I mean, it, it seems like a perfect, uh, you know, marriage relationship that you guys have over there. So it's really, really oh, great to see.
1: Yeah. 100%. They, they like matched bunch of donations. The, the offices themselves are donating. They're partnering with us on all of our, um, like we do like we do like merch items uh for different causes that they like put up and they they make sure all that stuff is like happening they set up the actual charity for no kid hungry like they're super supportive and down with with everything we're doing so yeah you're right it, it is a great match for sure
0: yeah and speaking of diy i mean you know you guys obviously write your own music and you record your own music mm-hmm. you also print your own merch don't you
1: we used to yeah it got yeah.
0: to be too much i guess
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we had we, an old member in the band, uh, used to like, uh, do screen printing. Um, so he would do that out of the garage, but he ended up moving back to Portland. Um, and you know, and, and essentially like leaving the band too. But, um, yeah, he was like, he printed, uh, God, it was so much before the, as <laughs> before the, as it is tour, he was printing up until like, we were like an hour late for the first show and the first show was in LA. So he was printing and we were all just waiting at the van. Just like, we got to go, dude. And he was just like printing the shirt, Like I'm almost done. <laughs> I'm almost done. And he printed, I swear to God, it was like, it was like 1500 hoodies or something ridiculous like that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but like, but it got to be very overwhelming. We, we did, we did a lot of custom orders. And uh we did a lot of like you know, did our own shipping and stuff and it got to be extremely, extremely overwhelming. So we we ended up, you know, parting with Absolute, which was a blessing and now we just get to like approve a design and poof, there it goes.
0: Like, wow. Yeah, I know. I know. That's well, that's great. I mean, you know, now it it is true when you, when you do those kinds of things yourselves, then you start to realize like, oh man, like this commission or this, uh, you know, cut is it's worth every penny.
1: Yeah. (laughs) 100%. Somebody is
0: working very hard
1: to do that that
0: kind of stuff. Um, Sure. You can appreciate it. Right. Awesome. Well, Hey, we got, um, a couple more questions to ask you if you got time. Um, yeah. There's two uh, features on this record. The first huh. one, you know, everybody knows Kellen Quinn. He's a, a friend right. of mine, a friend of the show. And, cool. you know, he's the one side of, you know, the record, which, you know, the, the post hardcore, uh, you know, screamo, whatever, you know, genre that you would associate Kellen Quinn with. Then you also have, I guess it's, is his name Dwayne? Yeah. Dwayne. Yeah. Dwayne. I don't, yeah. i never heard of um, Dwayne before and that's completely on, you know, the other side of the coin, you know, and I guess that is a good, if you had to describe, Hey, what does the band sound like? Well, maybe those two artists, you know, (laughs) uh, along with a few others that, yeah. Right. There's something. I never thought of that. Yeah. So talk talk to me about those two collaborations and how they kind of um, came. I'm sure there could have been a lot of songs that you could have, you know, worked with some people on
1: no no for sure okay so um i met this okay i met the sleeping guys um in doing their last album um how it feels to be lost me and my friend zach Sereni like uh teamed up on that album and uh i was with them like every day for like six weeks
0: so you assisted and, engin- engineered the record or
1: yeah, yeah yeah pretty much i was like i was like in the room and i was yeah doing all like pretty much the editing did some writing like a little bit tiny bit here and there and then did some like production stuff and um you know yeah basically like assistant engineering and so it was cool i got to know the Very guys cool. pretty well and um we kind of just hit it off and like a couple weeks in as like you know i got more comfortable around the dudes i was like i was like dude yeah i i, did, I tracked this demo last night check it out and we just like slide <laughs> over this this like, and they're like, Oh, this is sick. Um, you know, they're like this guy, you can sing. And I was like, thanks. And then we ended up actually doing a song together. Um, that wasn't into the dark. It was like a sleeping with sirens song featuring point North that like, never like saw the light of day, but it's, it's out there. And it's like, so good. It's like this, like super throwback. Yeah. Like post hardcore, um, song. And I remember cause we were doing it at the at the Madden studio and like they were playing it back. And like, uh, I think Benji just like walked in and like heard my spot and like looked at me and was like, all right. And I was like, that's so sick. Cause wow. I was like the biggest good Charlotte fan growing up. Uh, it was like a total <laughs> surreal moment. Um, but anyway, so me and Kellen got super close during that process. And then he was like, we're going to take you guys on tour. You're going to sing on this song and like blah, 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 blah. And I was like, sick, great. Um, and then like the tour ended up getting booked like a year later, which was like awesome yeah and then follow through so, on that
0: that's awesome I mean, a lot of, you know a lot huge. of people it's, it's not that they don't mean well but it just doesn't always work out in the end so it's cool for that, sure. you know that they pushed for you
1: right right and we and we were pushing too we were like let's get this EP out and let's like because you know retrograde hadn't come out yet at the time right um so we put it out I sent it to Callan and he was like I love this shit this is great and I was like cool let's dip on tour and uh so yeah we ended up getting the tour which was like you know amazing and then we had some songs done for the album Into the Dark was one of them and we were looking for a feature and it was just kind of one of those things where like the stars aligned and I was, we were just like okay I guess Kellen is like let's ask him if he's down so I got him a text and he was super down obviously he was back home I think in Oregon and mm-hmm. um, he was like yeah uh, he flew in for emo night one night he was here for one night only he landed came straight to my crib and we like tracked all his parts and drove him to emo night we like he did his emo night feature and then the next day we went to madden said hi to zach and he was working with nothing nowhere said hi to them and i was like oh my god this is great because i'm a huge nothing nowhere fan obviously well yeah
0: (laughs) you you covered them too didn't you
1: yeah, yeah yeah that was like the first like thing that kind of snapped and then um and then yeah so then the uh i don't know the record came out great into the dark came out rad and then we went on the tour and I think it came out like the fifth or sixth day of tours. So like we had the whole tour to like perform it and Kellen was like nice enough to come out and sing his parts, you know, for like the, op- with the opening band. And, um, it was just super rad. So like, they're just like the best dudes and you know, we owe them a lot for sure. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how the Kellen thing went. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's freaking great. That's um, awesome. Dwayne, Dwayne's kind of like the same almost story because Dwayne is managed by Madden. So I kind of met him, over there too. I forget like how exactly I met Dwayne, but I ended up producing a song for him for his project like over a year ago too. Um, and then that's how we really kicked it off. And I was just like, dude, this guy is insane. Like he is like one of the most talented people like I've ever like seen, like perform or like on a mic. And, uh, he's got, he's got this like punk rock, hip-hop Jimi Hendrix thing going that's like I don't know it's just out of this world and it came down to like a couple choices I knew it'd be sick to have like a rap feature like a hip-hop feature and I was like it's gotta be Dwayne like like and at the time he wasn't signed to Hopeless because he just like announced that he was just on Madden but I was like I don't care like you know he he didn't even do do the I don't think he did like the water parks tour yet maybe he did I don't think so but I was just like I want Dwayne on the song so bad like we have got to get Dwayne and then he came over one day he was here for I swear to God seven and a half minutes <laughs> tracked his part and like left and uh, I was like dude you're insane this is amazing uh, wow. and then yeah he like left he she was down to be in the video his team was like super cool. And, uh, yeah, we, we love Dwayne. And, uh, so it was like a super, super honor to have him yeah. on the album too. Well, he, but, yeah. he track
0: one title track of the record. I mean, this is like a big spot. So <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's a really, really cool story. I, I love yeah. I love that. No, hey, man, yeah. that's great. Okay. Well, Hey, you can't tour. Um, you, <laughs> nope. you own your own studio and yeah. obviously like everybody knows that you don't like make a record and then put it out the next day. There's months and months of, of preparation and everything. Is it safe right. to say or safe to assume that you've, that you've already got some new stuff kind of, uh, maybe already in the can?
1: <laughs> it is so safe to assume that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can you, can yeah, you talk we, about anything you're working on or, or any plans?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, well we, right now we're doing, um, I'm doing some features that are pretty sick. I don't know if it's uh, I'm allowed to say exactly who because like I'm still like technically working in sessions with them. Right. Um. I actually, actually one of them is today. Uh, and they pull up at eleven thirty. But I will say that I will be doing like three collabs features with people in like the EDM world. Uh. In oh, the yeah. next like month here, which is super exciting. Like um. You know. Obviously, like fans of the artists we're doing it with so it's like super super kind of cool and then um yeah i think i have like it's just like it's weird like the album came out and it was like our management was just kind of getting a like, kid up with these like people trying to like write with us um too um i think we're gonna be writing with grandson here pretty soon um which is super exciting uh we're like big grandson fans and um I think we're going to kind of like use these sessions to kind of like, cause you know, it's just like touring you tour, you have sessions and you kind of mold a little bit as you go. Yeah. Um, So we did, we, we have some new songs we wrote and we were thinking of taking brand new vision and throwing like a heavier edge on it. You know what I mean? Maybe a little more riffy, maybe a little more like, I'm not going to say metal core, but like a little more just like riffy like that. And a little more, energy and stuff and just kind of being a little darker and being a little more angry because we have like a whole back story of this character Drax who's like that you know that robot kid and um their journey at this point is we're thinking is gonna, is gonna go a little south uh for this next record so we're, we're trying to go a little bit darker and scarier I think for this next one which is gonna be cool it's gonna be a uh, It's tough. It was tough to find the sound for Brand New Vision. Yep, a lot of a lot of tense moments and a lot of like (laughs) friendships on the line. But like like I said, like we're all like best friends, and like every time that we have those moments, we only get stronger together. You know, so um, it'll just be another one of those moments until we. We have the first big breakthrough, you know. Sure, of what we're-
0: yeah, I mean, obviously the record is brand new uh, and <laughs> yeah. it's just come out, so you know you got a little bit of time to think about it uh, at least right, and right. see where you, what the direction you want to go is. Uh, yeah. But, but it is it is you know will be super interesting to see what happens and you know a lot of times with just how frustrating you know this year has been, I think yeah. I think the music that's going to be coming out you know next year is going to reflect that, you know? I agree. I think there's going to be a lot of anger, a lot of desperate sorts of music coming out. I don't think there's going to be a lot of, like, 2021 summer songs. You know what I mean? I think it's going (laughs) to be super dark, and that's my (laughs) shit, so I'm all about it. Yeah, for sure, for
1: sure.
0: (laughs) We'll see, I guess. But, yeah, I
1: think I agree with you. I think everyone's kind of hunkering down in their own little bubble of you know, anxiety, just like right. everyone's just kind of stuck at home. And yeah, I could totally see it. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, you seem like a pretty re- well-rounded guy. I don't, I mean, are you suffering from any sorts of stuff like that? Because I mean, talking to you, it seems like, well, the guy's super talented. The guy's hardworking. <laughs> the guy has a fucking degree, uh, working on huge records, friends with everybody, uh, giving money to charity, trying to make a difference in the world. I'm like, okay, well, there's gotta be something.
1: Right.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I have really bad breath.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, dude, I don't know. Like when you say it like that, like it's it sounds like great for sure. At the end of the day, it's of like course. I still have my like I like I'm still like in a moment like a person day to day and it like it, you know, it's, it sucks to be home. And like, so, I mean, I want to be like on the road so bad. And I do have those moments of, you know, Oh God, I was okay. So just a quick, quick side story. I was watching this video of Benny Blanco and Ed Sheeran, and they were talking about how they were, uh, watching, uh, the uh Dr. Dre series. Oh, shit, what was it called? On HBO, I think. Have you ever seen that?
0: No. Dr. Dre. Oh, okay. It's like
1: it's like it's like the Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine like series Uh no, that
0: sounds I'll like something to... I would really want to see. I don't yeah. Oh my
1: God. Oh my God. You should definitely watch it. Yeah. It's insane. But anyways, they're watching it and they're on tour with Ed and Ed is like playing to an arena and they're in the back watching it. They're watching Dr. Dre and Jimmy Ivy and they're just like what are we doing with our lives? And, and Ed Sheeran's like, I don't know, man. I'll be right back. And then he goes out and he plays to an arena <laughs> full of people. <laughs> like, And so it's like, I think that that kind of feeling like never, ever, ever stops. And I think that's yeah. what gets the best of us. And um, so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we do as much good as we can. And we try to like, like I do, you know, with the charities and everything, like we try to make the best at, with what we got, um, you know, but sometimes... <laughs> you know, it ain't enough and it's still, it's still tough. But, um, yeah, I think as far as the pandemic goes, it sucks. And I'm definitely like feeling it. Um, definitely just ready to get back out there. So yeah.
0: I mean, you look PSA, at- wear your masks. Well, yeah. Well, thank, thank you for spreading that word. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. I was just at the hardware store, literally like right before I talked to you, picking up some things to do some tile work that I'm I'm working on. Um, Beautiful. and right. And, uh, they were, it was Shape, Shape of You was playing in the, in the store. And I, so good. It, it always, whenever that song starts, I never remember it's Ed Sheeran. I don't know oh, why yeah. I, I'm always like, oh, this is a good song. Who is this again? And then I'm like, oh, and I hear his voice. I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Like this is yeah, like right. one of the biggest songs, like maybe of all time. And <laughs> it, it's true. Like then I was thinking about Ed Sheeran and just how like talented this guy is. Like he's got to yeah. be one of the greatest songwriters ever, and all this songs right. he's written. And then, like when he was in that movie that yesterday, I don't know if you saw that movie. Um, I did. I didn't the, know, but oh, I, I, I heard of it. Yeah, it's where the guy—he's um, the only one that remembers the Beatles. Like, the right, Beatles right. don't exist one day, so he just starts right. ripping off the Beatles, which is, like, as a songwriter, it's super funny to, to, to like imagine if that if you could do that, you know? like Yeah, right. Um, I, I think of it in a darker way, though. I'm like, okay, I got to go back in time and, like, murder John Lennon's parents. <laughs> then I'll steal the songs. Like, that's, yeah. you know, um, but that's, yeah, that's a fucked up thing to say. I'm probably going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no but but it's true like you, you know you think about somebody like that you know Ed Sheeran is not immune to feeling down or or down on himself uh, or sure. or then you look at Chris Cornell or uh, Chester from Linkin Park Chester you know, dude 100%. those people that seemingly had it all I mean right. Linkin Park one of the one of the biggest bands like of their time and Chris Cornell like one of the greatest what, rock and roll one of the greatest ever. and
1: percent
0: and, and they were, you know, they weren't happy and they had it all. And, you know, I don't know. You, you got to start thinking about that when it's, people sure. that are in our position of, you know, being lead singers. And right, right. I, I know I'm not going to compare us to those people, but at the same time we, we do, you know, sort of have the same job on a much smaller scale. So, you know, where right. does, and you, like you said, it doesn't matter what scale you're at this yeah. depression and, and um, you know, suicidal thoughts even can creep in. And I, I encourage everybody out there to, really, really check on that, you know?
1: Yeah, 100%. I think no matter what capacity you're in, I think mental health is, like, one of the most important things, like, literally in life, and it's so overlooked, and it's such yeah. voodoo, I feel like, sometimes, um, because I wasn't raised on, like, taking care of your mental health, or, like, meditating, or, do, or doing yoga, or anything like that of the sorts, you know? I was just, like, I just reverted to self-medication mm. and not going to therapy and, like, having this, like, total fucked up childhood. Um, so, like, uh it's definitely something that like you know when i do have kids one day it's like it's going to be part it's it should be a normalized part of life to to uh, you know it's a muscle and it's like something that you should take care of and it's you know especially it's like i think it's not fair to really say like okay yeah like you know if we're like singers we like need it more or something maybe that's the case statistically but like i do think that like everyone has the ability to falter With their mental health, and so I just think, yeah, it's it's just something that's super important to take care of. I think it should be way more normalized than it is. I think it's starting to be. It's like refreshing to see, you know. Obviously, Hopeless is like very behind that and stuff. And we've toured with bands like As It Is, who are like very open and expressive with like their thoughts on mental mental health and awareness and stuff too. So, you know, that's definitely something that we want to advocate as well. But yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely scary, you know, like like thinking about how easy it is to probably get there, especially when people like as big as heroes to, to at least me, like Chester. Right. Uh, got to So I, I well, have, I mean, what do you, do you do anything else? Do you, do you
0: like meditate or do yoga or do anything like that? It's so funny that you asked me if I meditate because I, I just talked to Joe from knuckle puck and we had cool. the same conversation. He asked, he literally asked me that too. If I met, if I meditated <laughs> and like, I, I am hundred percent on board for trying that. And that really might be, you know what I need uh, yeah. at this point in my life because I I had like a moment where I was sort of doing it I was I was dating a girl and she was you know super into that and and I got into it a little bit but like nice. you, you have to get past like sometimes there's a with a lot of this stuff and and maybe you can go back to the way you were raised or or just you know I'm a very like uh, there's a task to do I do the task and I move on to the next task like right, I don't right, always 100%. think about all the like intricacies. It's a very maybe it's a very male stereotype way to to, to do things are very scientific. Um sure. But so when I start doing things like that, a lot of times when I start doing them, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like I feel ridiculous. Uh-huh, you yeah. know, like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I got into yoga for a bit and you know when you do the like the chanting and stuff, like I'm in my house right. by myself chanting and I'm like, this is ridiculous Do I really need to do this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And, I hear you, I hear you And like but then, you know, it's it's it, it can be therapeutic the same way as screaming into a fucking microphone can be therapeutic. Right. There's a oh, percent of things that don't always make perfect sense that can be, you know, that can really help you out in in your mental health. So I'm, I'm right. completely open minded to to all that stuff.
1: But anyway, yeah, but anyway, I, go on. It, I,
0: I, uh, you asked me a question. I gave you a very long answer. No, 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 no. no. I mean, like, I, I, I totally feel
1: you. And there was a point in, in, in my life too, where I felt the same way about meditation or, or anything like that. Um, to where it was like, I'm also like super like ADD. Like I was diagnosed as a kid and I was on, oh, no, yeah. I'm not on medication. I'm not on medication now, but like, I'm definitely like, I don't know. It's like leveled out, I guess, but it was, it's just, it's not really a problem anymore, but like reading, No way. I suck at reading. I can't get through two pages. I'll just like, I just have to move. I have to get up. It's like impossible. And Mm -hmm. like, as far as like, when I used to like try meditating, it was like, nope, the thoughts are like too fast, too loud. Can't do it. Like, but the, the thing is, it's not about waiting for those thoughts and those, like, you know, the, the, the thoughts to like slow down or be quiet. It's, it's the act of watching them go by and staying present and like right. letting them happen and that is the actual act of meditation you're not waiting to get somewhere you're just that is what it is if that makes sense yeah. and um so it's just, it's just important to like remind yourself and, and and when i guess i guess when i kind of like got over the whole like this is ridiculous like phase of all of it is when I really like notice like change and it helping. Like I saw a buddy of mine on like one of my first tours would meditate every morning. And it's just like, he got that app called headspace
0: yeah, and
1: uh, which is free right now, I think because of the pandemic um, oh, awesome. because
0: that's amazing. So I
1: def- definitely recommend checking that out. It's great. They have different exercises. Um, and then I do like sometimes this like holistic breathing meditation. That's like pretty insane. It's like very emotional and like, you know, it's like you basically overdose on oxygen and you lay there and you get walked through this like – it's like a uh, gratitude meditation. And it just like takes wow. you back to these mom- moments in your life and he makes you physically reach out and grab them and put them on your heart. And you're like – all the while, you're just like sitting there like all frozen from freaking ODing on oxygen and you're like <laughs> – it's fuck, it's intense and like, you know – I think eighty eighty five 85% of the time you end up, you know, crying your
0: eyes out and it's very gnarly. Wow. I'm, I'm making it out of this gratitude, holistic breathing is what I wrote. Is that, is that what yeah. I, is that what I Google?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so if you, if, if you want the actual meditation is by this guy named John Paul Krimi. Okay. Um, it's, I'm pretty sure it's just J O N, but try J E A N, but John Paul Krimi is C R I M I and it's just like the breath meditation it's i it's not on spotify but it's on apple music and wow. it and it just it's like this like multi breath exercise you do for like 5 7 minutes and then it's like 10 more minutes of like the mental gratitude yes. thing and you know you're laying down and you scream really loud and you laugh really loud and you la- and you laugh loud and it's like a, it's gnarly but it's definitely like it's like a, it's like a it's like a hard reset Wow. Like em- emotionally, I do it like once a month, maybe twice a month and it's, it's great. So I definitely recommend trying that out.
0: Okay. Thank you for those recommendations. I'm sure everyone listening to this is, they should be taking notes. You can, you can hit the, the back, uh, 30 second button and, and catch that again. Um, yeah. That, that's yeah, super interesting stuff. I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, for sure. one more question. Did, did you, uh, did you pick your phone number? <laughs> or, no but or I, th- that's just random i'm not gonna say what it is but it, that's just random <laughs> that's random i'm that's not cool gonna uncheck <laughs> it
1: i know i know it's dope it's dope i i uh i hear that from every single person who like i text or call and they're just like oh yeah that's easy to remember i'm just like yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> super cool well john uh thank you so much the new record brand new vision is out now It's a super good record, great songs, and I wish you all the best with, you know, promoting this thing and within a pandemic and hopefully you can get back out and do some shows and and really showcase, you know, what you guys are all about, you know?
1: Yeah, 100%, man. I I really appreciate you having me on the show. I'm a big fan as well. So thank you. This is awesome for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anything else to tell the people before I let you go?
1: I uh, just want to say like a massive, massive thank you for myself and the and the guys, just for the amount of support and everyone, uh, you know, listening to the songs and streaming and downloading and, and buying merch, especially during a pandemic has been overwhelming to say the least. So I just want to say on behalf of everyone in the whole team, just a huge thank you.
0: Yeah, no, thank you, John, for, for putting so much into this, uh, this music and, and just being a. Being an awesome dude. <laughs> well, gee, thanks, man. <laughs> means a lot. All right, man. Well, I want you to go. Uh, thanks again. All right, man. Cheers. So there it is with John. This guy really seems to have his act together, doesn't he? Absolutely love it. And the new Point North album, Brand New Vision, is out now. Give it a listen. See what they're doing. Buy some merch. Support the band. Because they seem to be supporting a lot of really great things out there, which is awesome to see. Next week, I will be back with another very good newer artist as well. So make sure you hit the subscribe button on whatever you're listening to this on so you don't miss it. And that's about it. We did the thing. I will leave you with a tune. Here is Into the Dark featuring Kellen Quinn of Sleeping with Sirens. <laughs> On Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. We'll see you next time.
1: All right. All right. Don't wanna say I'm scared. What's it like being broken? I know that life ain't fair, but you're the only one who cares. Yeah, if a pain is
0: shared. Yours I'm holding Cause if it's mine to bear I'm not afraid to be repaired Cause I'm treading
1: in your way And I don't want it but I gotta get it. You know I like it when I'm drowning The smile that was on your face I guess I never thought that you could just Replace me, erase me But now, babe, it doesn't even phase me I kiss you goodbye And move on from the madness And like a phoenix,
0: I rose from the ashes Cause I'm treading in your water I don't wanna, but I gotta, yeah You know I like it when I'm drowning Reaching for your hand like it's all I the dark, dark
1: Trying not to lose myself when I come. When everything I take keeps us apart I need a sunrise in a dark light Sunlight that the world is running from Shutting down cause I feel nothing Cause I'm always trying to find something Feeling like I wanna give up Think I got a
0: problem now Don't believe in what I can't